you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Happy Friday. We're live here in New York City. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There is Kyle Brandt. There is Ryan Leaf. And there is Sean O'Hara. Okay, so we're not sure where Peter is. That's okay. That's a happy Friday to him. Jason yeah. McCourty's still in Germany uh-huh. preparing for the broadcast, the second of two games in Germany. So, gentlemen, yeah. uh, haven't had this combination of flavors at the table, Never. I don't think, right? Yeah, no, this is the first so, right yeah. here. This is the first quarterback center exchange right now. I hope oh. you don't fumble the snap. Ah, I don't know. Okay. What are we going? You want to go underneath and you're or you want to go shotgun? We'll, yes, go, no, right. we'll, go, we'll go underneath. We'll go underneath. We'll go yeah, we're yep. definitely running the ball right here. I was boom, undrafted boom, boom. in 2001, did not get drafted in my mm. college class. Before we get to the the Thurspocalypse, which is, was Panthers-Bears last night, <laughs> before we get to the highlight, go around the table really quick. Yeah. Do you think that this Panthers-Bears highlight package includes any shots of Tyson Bajan's arm wrestling father. Leaf? Uh, three of them, probably. Three? I'm going to say no. No? Yes, one. One. There he is! Oh. There he is! One! Erdahl got it right. That is one agent, the world champion arm wrestler. Hey, Tyson, have a day. The Bears win to get to three and seven. You know the Bears, they're 500 over the last six games. Just saying. Oh. 16 and 13. But let's hear from Tyson Bajant and Matt Eberflus after a damn primetime Bears win at home. It was just a, a, a full team effort. You know, I think that we had our mishaps in, uh, on offense, but I think that's just why football is such a special game because uh, you got to do it in all three phases. So I thought defense was, was outstanding. I thought special teams, other than the return, uh, made some great plays. So um, a great team victory. If we do um, what it takes to win, uh, which is what we did today, you know, we'll, we'll win more games. And, uh, you know, when you take care of the football and you do a good job of that and, uh, you know, play complimentary football as we did today at times, um, you're going to win some games. Yeah. 
Okay. Come okay. On. Now that was a Tyson Bagent experience because uh, it was what we expected, but we had to wait and see if Justin Fields was going to be available to the Bears. He was not. So Bajan goes out and has yep. a win on a close one. What do we think of Thursday Night Football? Well, I do think that Matt Eberflus felt like they, this was a game they could win without Justin Fields, and yeah. mm. therefore they held him out, given that like extra mini buy to keep getting healthy to come yeah. back. So I think that was in the mindset. Uh, of the Chicago Bears. You, you pointed it out, this this X's and the back and forth. You're not going to get better if you just keep trading uh, players to and from the, the <laughs> to top, top, two, top two bad teams, yeah. right? That's not going to yeah. swap and spit. It's not oh, a motivo, so uh, motivational thing moving forward. So uh, for Bryce Young, okay, I thought the broadcast did a good job last night of showcasing the number one overall pick, some of the greatest of all time, and how they struggled early on in their career in terms of records. Why? Because when you're drafted that high, you do not go to good football teams. Correct. Okay, They are uh, exceedingly bad football teams. That's the reason why you have the chance to draft somebody like Bryce Young. But what I will say about um, Young and his development so far is that they're not using a ton of motion to give him some different looks to okay. maybe to identify man and zone coverage. They're also not calling plays, I think, that allow him to really um, showcase where he can go with the football. Instead... He's having to go through a progression, and all of a sudden on that play that we saw to end the game almost, they had a dropping defensive end that fell right out of his eyesight where he mm-hmm. almost chose an interception. So, you know, Frank Reich's got to feel a little like this has been a difficult thing for everybody. But, hey, what he's been in as a head coach over the last I don't know, five years, it's, mm-hmm. it's not been great. And so Bryce Young is falling into a position right now. Unfortunately, no matter how bad they are, they're not going to have the, the number one overall draft pick because mm-hmm. of what they traded away to get Bryce Young. I don't, and I talked about it yesterday with you guys, the data for me is a, is a huge part of this. You have to have more data. you just you got to continue to let it play out and see what it is. You cannot jump to conclusions. The kid has been great his entire mm-hmm. career. It just may be a lot of times, like I say, it depends on where you go to. Mm-hmm. I hope, at least for his sake, that Stroud doesn't have 700 yards against the Bengals this weekend because that's going to get tough. Um, You mentioned there's this weird ancestral relationship between the Bears and the Panthers. It keeps going, and it's deeper than you thought. If you're a Bears fan, and I know there are some of you who are thinking, we won, it's kind of bad, right? Like, don't we want to lose so we can draft these guys? It's not as bad as you think. This is a weird dynamic. So in beating the Panthers, they actually helped themselves in the draft. This is very complicated. I'm going to try to get through it. Here's the draft outlook for this year. So remember, the Bears have the Panthers pick. Mm-hmm. Because right. they traded DJ Moore. They have the number one pick. So in beating them, they send them to one and eight. So the Bears are on the clock. Even with the win, they have the number one pick right now. If they had lost, then Carolina would go to two and seven, and then the Cardinals would be in the number one pick. So leave this up here for a second. Right now, if the season ends this way, the Bears can go and they can draft Marvin Harrison Jr., they can draft a quarterback and say, see you later, or for the second straight year, they can trade the number one overall pick. Looking at this list, guys, once we get down to the nitty-gritty of who's going to end up with the worst record, I don't think it's going to be the Cardinals. They've played hard all year, and they're going to insert Kyler Murray. They're probably going to get some wins. Sean, the Giants, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, this weekend, they're starting Tommy DeVito. They have no quarterback. And then the Patriots, God, you would hope not. But if I'm a Bears fan, I'm terrified of the Giants. I'm a little scared of the Patriots. But right now, we have the one and the five. And last night, despite you maybe wanting to lose, which take it or leave it, was actually a net positive because of the trade that Ryan Poles made with the Panthers. So feel good. You got to win, and you got a draft win. Happy day. 
Wow. I'm, ch- I'm trying to think of the story, too, behind the, the Bears won the final game of the season, right? Was that Lovey Smith? Or, the Bears lost the they final game. They lost that final game. The, the Texans Tat won. Yes. The yeah, I, I mean, it's all just, yeah, it's, nuts. it's all circular. Um, yeah, that was a deep dive right there. You said you liked data. There you go. Imagine if the data. Bears end up with number one pick and trade it to the Panthers again. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do with this relationship? To Lee's point, yeah. there needs to be somebody else to influx some players mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. It feels like Will Ferrell in old school when he just hand- gives back the uh, bread maker as a gift. Like they're Every just, time. They're re-gifting. Re-gifting. This is re-gifting. It's a re-gifting I, relationship. I yes. feel like, you know, at some point, if you were Carolina last night and you're watching, you know, DJ Moore streaking down the sideline, making fun plays, it's like, oh, wow, you know, it would be nice for Bryce Young to have that guy. Um, or... Deontay Foreman, who I thought really was the MVP of the game last night. And when you asked if we are going to see Bajan's dad, I was trying to think, what throw would they show him after? Right. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. If it wasn't for Deontay Foreman, uh, I mean, there, there would be zero touchdowns other than the punt return. So only one offensive touchdown all night. It was a slugfest. I mean, this was an arm wrestling match, and they were a stalemate. They were both – either one of them can move. It looked like the pull, which is where you start – that's when you start a yeah. wrestling match. It's called the pull, and you put your hands Of course. Together. There were no turnovers in this game. It looked like nobody said yeah. start. Game. Nobody said go. Uh, but that guy right there, Deontay Foreman, I thought that he that helped he Tyson Bajan out. I know. Anytime you can have – That's yeah, awesome, you know, man. When you're a meathead, you just got to go full throttle all the time. Um, you, you know a little something about being a, a rookie quarterback in a league, yeah. and when you have a run game, it certainly helps out. I know we're talking about the Bears because they won last night, but yeah. I really feel like there was a different winner last night, and it had, really had nothing to do with the game. What do you got? I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a, a, a really handsome guy in the booth with uh, Al and Kirk. Sexy guy. I think the winner of the night really was clearly Jason Kelsey. Okay. Kelsey so is on his bye week. Obviously, the birds are on the bye week. And you want to talk about somebody turning a complete 180. There he is as Fat Batman on the left to now is being named a finalist for one of the sexiest men alive. Like, I don't know how this happened, but Kelsey in the booth, maybe it's a preview of what is to come in retirement, uh-huh. but I thought he actually won the show last night. That's interesting. That's Jamie, you, you're Beard and center stick like together. Are you, are you and all your friends and the husband, are they like, man, that Jason Kelsey is sexy as hell, because they're not saying that in my neighborhood. <laughs> the definition of sexy is relative. <laughs> sure. uh, yes. So what people, what, what I'm seeing on the talk, if you will, is that people are appreciating the Kelsey documentary for the relationship that uh, he has with his wife, Kylie, and how relatable it is. Because okay. Kylie, she's like a former college athlete, and she gives him crap all the time. It's yeah. awesome. So I think his relatability, his humility, and his accessibility to his brother, who is dating the world's most famous pop star, is what's sexy to okay. him, if I had to define. Mm. If not, I had not, to not the beard and, and not the fact that But let's keep fo- talking about football. Sex used to mean abs. You know, like, it did. <laughs> what happened to sexy? Now it's salt I thought we brought it back. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, right, okay, I'm Justin. glad okay. that we're, we're, we're moving away from abs. Are you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just me. Woo, let's drive the train back onto the tracks here. <laughs> um, so I feel like there is a third, or maybe it's not a triangle, a diamond, if you will, with this whole draft pick thing between the Panthers and because the Texans got involved by mm-hmm. losing that or by winning that game. So then yeah. they hit the number two spot and they got CJ Stroud. Yeah. And the Cardinals then retained that other pick. So they could have two firsts in the top 10 next year if they wanted to. But let's talk about CJ Stroud. All right. It's mm-hmm. been miraculous for him uh, in the 20, from the 2023 draft. Until now, he takes on the Bengals this week, which was great because he's an Ohio State guy. Um, how does Stroud follow his record-breaking performance? Do you guys think, Ryan, in Week Nine against Cincinnati? Well, like any quarterback in the NFL, you want to be able to duplicate what you've done the week before, and that's replicate it, right? Get better, continue to have that consistency. You know, the week before they lose to a winless Carolina Panthers team, turn around, come back, uh, win in, in, in amazing fashion with with C.J. Stroud. So. I think he's found 
that little kind of niche where he feels comfortable and how he prepares each and every week. The difference is, and it's going to be, I think he needs to show up in this game and have the mentality all week long, which I, I bet he has, as this is a playoff game. Mm. Okay. They're going to play a team in the Cincinnati Bengals that has gone to the AFC Championship in the last year, as well as the Super Bowl from the year before. This is a playoff caliber football team playing at a player playoff caliber level. So that's how I would have prepared this week if I'm C.J. Stroud, to look at it in that kind of aspect of things and try to duplicate. You're not going to be able to meet the expectations of what you did last week. I mean, it's the first time it's ever been done as a rookie. You know, But this defense is special in Cincinnati. They present a lot of problems mm-hmm. for offenses, and they're going to give him some looks that he is not necessarily familiar with, and he's got to take them and roll with them and understand that this is the type of game that you want to play in ultimately in your career and have to be properly prepared for it. Yeah, I think it's, it's perfect coming off of last night's game because we saw two young quarterbacks really struggling to kind of see the field, see the defenses, a lot of scrambles. Anytime you're seeing a quarterback kind of all of a sudden run and, and not know where he's going, he probably didn't see the blitz. And I tell you, um, Bajan didn't see the blitz last night, um, and, and Bryce Young struggled with it as well. You get that with rookie quarterbacks. But it's interesting, C.J. Stroud – he doesn't look like a rookie. He's not playing like a rookie. Mm. He's actually having a, an historic record-setting season. This guy's got 14 touchdowns and one pick. Like, that doesn't happen. Peyton Manning, I think most people would probably say the most prepared college quarterback coming into the NFL was Peyton Manning. Mm. His rookie year, he led the league in interceptions. Right? Like, I mean, you you, you were for, front and center for all of that. Yeah. Like, that's I ha- hard. I couldn't, I couldn't have dealt with that as a rookie. Like, mine was bad enough, but I was like, I cut it in half, you know? I, if I led the league in interceptions, I don't know how that – yeah. But how Peyton saw it was he saw failure as an opportunity to do it better the next time. And I do think that these quarterbacks that are coming in, to your point, are more properly prepared and more mature to deal with maybe some of those negatives. Yeah, yeah. He, he says, uh, you know, every interception has a story and you learn from yeah. everyone. He learned a lot. But I don't see that from C.J. Stroud. Like, the way he's taking care of the football, it's phenomenal. And uh, the other thing I'll throw in there, if you were to look at that team and say, man, look at all the stars around him. Not one of you drafted Tank Dell in your fantasy draft. No, not not one of you not. drafted Nico definitely Collins. Not. Maybe Dalton Schultz because you needed a tight end and maybe and you went hard on all the other receivers and, and, and running backs. But nobody drafted those guys, and yet they're balling out. I took so. Damian Pierce, but he's been banged up. I just remember Mahomes when he first got his first year as a starter. There was a game he went at New England, and it was like the real New England, not like the one now. It was like Brady and banners and everything. <laughs> Threw four touchdowns, like went toe-for-toe with Brady, like toe-to-toe. Totally showed up. He lost, but it was like he's not afraid of anything. He's not intimidated of anything. I just want Stroud to go throw for throw with Burrow. I want him to say, I'm an adult. No more of this cute story. I really matter. He can really announce himself. I think, honestly, even in a loss this weekend, you can gain so much respect and attention. I hope the story continues. D'Amico Ryans, it could be very interesting if the Texans can go in there considering who the Bengals might be without mm. and with more oh, than that. Yeah. Ian Rappaport, right? our NFL Network insider. Rap sheet injuries to look ahead to this weekend, specifically some people that Joe Burrow likes to play football with. Yeah, all eyes on the Cincinnati Bengals receiving core. It's been some good news, some bad news. Kind of a rough week in Cincinnati when it comes to injuries. We'll start with maybe a little better news. Jamar Chase landed really hard on his back. Collinsworth nailed it on the broadcast. He's been in a lot of pain uh, for the last several days. He had an MRR recently. Jamar Chase has just a bruise, which just a bruise is probably extremely painful, but no structural damage. That is a good sign. He did return to practice yesterday on a limited basis, giving him at least a chance to play Sunday and he has said if he could possibly go he will be out there different situation for T Higgins their other star receiver 
He actually suffered a hamstring pull in Wednesday's practice, which officially listed as limited because he had to stop midway through. Did not practice yesterday, and sources say he is expected to be out for this Sunday's game. He is considered to be week-to-week -week going forward, which means it is possible that he misses more than one game. I've not been told that he is an injured reserve candidate. That is a good sign, so it doesn't seem as of now to be an extreme hamstring pull, but certainly one that will keep him off the field on Sunday. Speaking of hamstring pulls, better news for the Minnesota Vikings. The suddenly pretty good Minnesota Vikings, despite the fact that they are on their third or maybe fourth, I don't know, not first quarterback here for the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson, their star receiver, did return to practice this week. Do not expect him to play on Sunday. It's not going to be that quick, but the fact that he has his practice window open, is back in the field, means at least he's got a chance next Sunday against the Broncos. A lot of positivity now for the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, rap sheet. Remind me the 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 window to activate. Is it 21 days? 21 days. Yep. Okay. Cool. Good to know for the Vikings moving forward in mm -hmm. November. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time for the lead block. Lead block. So here's a streak that may surprise some people, but not if you've been keeping an eye on the state of Florida specifically the residents of Duval County. The Jacksonville Jaguars currently have the longest active win streak in the NFL. They sit at five, and they all came in the month of November, and two of them were in London. Their last loss coming against the September 24th game, the Texans, which frankly how the Texans are playing now, feels a lot less surprising than it did at the time. This weekend, the 49ers also coming off a bye, just like the Jaguars are coming to town. Kyle Shanahan certainly knows how dangerous the Jags and their quarterback can be. Here's what the head coach of the 49ers said yesterday about Trevor Lawrence. 
Trevor is one of the more talented quarterbacks in this league. He's a problem at any time. He's the height he has, the size he has in that pocket. He can make any throw. And what he can do with his legs on any type of play, whether it's a design run for him or just getting out of the pocket and doing off-schedule stuff, uh, he's, he's always a problem. Okay, so uh, pretty much the opposite end of this emotional spectrum is the Jags are coming off of five straight wins and the Niners have three straight losses heading into their bye. That's not where you want to sit. What are some things that are at stake, do you think, for, for San Francisco, Sean, if if they lose a fourth straight and it comes at the hand of the Jaguars? Mm, yeah, we're going all hypothetical. You know, I think whenever you get on a losing streak like this, everybody always wants to say, what's wrong with the offense and what's going on with Kyle and, you know, are this guy's hurt or whatever. You know, the 49ers, I always feel like the one thing you could always count on was their defense was going to show up and they were going to harass the heck out of a quarterback. And I just I don't feel like I've seen that. So I think that the question is if they don't find a way to get to um, Trevor Lawrence, if they don't find a way to slow down Travis Etienne, all of a sudden the defense is going to start getting some question marks and some questionable looks from the offense too. I, the Minnesota Vikings game, like they had zero pass rush, zero pressure on the quarterback. And, and then to give up 31 points to the Bengals, you know, look, I, I just – it's not something I would have expected from this defense. I, I expect more. Um, I don't think we will be talking about them winning four straight, but and, and I think it will be because the defense will step up. Bosa's got three sacks on the season. Like we're talking about him as defensive player of the year with three get sacks. The sacks up. Like let's go get some production, get it going. Okay. What do you think, Leaf? Yeah, there's something to be said about you know with the CBA and not having practices and holding out. I. I it, I don't care how, what greater shape you stay in. If you don't have those reps in practice, it's just not the same when you're on the football field there for, for uh, uh, Nick Bosa. All right, so for me, you can't dismiss that the San Francisco 49ers team was who they were for those first four weeks of the season, okay? They were dominant. Why? Because they were healthy. The NFL is long, an arduous journey, okay? You have to be lucky as well as good. And when you don't get lucky and you have injuries that affect you, that's a problem. Trent Williams is gone. Debo Samuel's been out. Brock Purdy, for as much as people have talked about him, got banged up in that Minnesota game, and I didn't feel like was that quite right. The defensive side of it, for me, they gave Joe Burrow's groove back, essentially. You know, they're giving quarterbacks that feel right now because the defense isn't what they used to be. So this is a big game for the San Francisco 49ers. They don't win it. It's not the end of the world. Let's not panic. They're playing in a division where only the Seattle Seahawks are their only competition, okay? That's still going to keep them in it. Three of these four losses would have been on the road if that were to take place. At home, it's going to be so- it's going to be good confines for them to move mm. forward. Leif, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know, do you know the line for this game? Uh, San Francisco's favored by three. Why? I have no I idea. What, what's going on here? I, my answer to the question, I have, to, I have to kind of break the segment. I don't really care what's at stake for the Niners. Like, what's at stake for the Jags? I don't know what's going on here. You're telling me that one team hasn't won for over a month. Mm-hmm. One team hasn't lost for six weeks. Not only are the Niners favored, like, we're bending over backwards to say, what does this loss mean for the Niners? If it, What does this win mean for the Jaguars? Yep. Is it because the Niners are coming off a bye and we haven't seen in a while? So are the Jags. They're healthy. They, they haven't lost since September. This is one of the best teams in the league here. The Niners are one of the best teams of the first month. I'm not really worried about San Francisco. Look, this taps into a lot of things. 
And there is a prejudice against Jacksonville. And there always has been. It has nothing to do with their team or their personnel. It's, it's their market size. And it's Jacksonville. And they're looked at as not sexy. Whereas San Francisco, we already started making our Super Bowl plans on September 15th and talking about how great they are and how many Hall of Famers they have. This is right now not a good team versus a great team. So I'm not even going to answer what's at stake for San Francisco. What's at stake for Jacksonville is if you do San Francisco, then you are 7-2. and two. You're, you're nipping at the heels of trying to get the one seed in the AFC. And we start to say, like, damn, does Doug Peterson have a Super Bowl team here again? Is the guy who has a statue outside of Philadelphia going to have one outside of Jacksonville someday? Because he took over a disgusting cesspool of a mess after Urban Meyer left and now may have a 7-2 and two team with wins over the Steelers, the Bills, the Niners, the Saints. Like, this is, I don't know, top five, top three team in the NFL. They have it all going. So I don't really care about San Francisco right now. I care about the teams that win. Jacksonville wins. I don't care what their population is. I don't care what goes on in their city. What goes on in their city is really winning football. And I don't know why the hell Vegas has 49ers favored. I Listen, you guys work in different ways, and you're usually right. I would never go with San Francisco in this. Jacksonville has all the momentum, and I think they'll win the game. And it's in Jacksonville. The 49ers are no. going on the road after a Come bye. On. They have a potential still injuries that they are dealing with. Uh, on the flip side, Kyle, to your point with the Jaguars, Offense has been great. They've been productive. The defense has also been shut down. And a lot of that has to come at the hands of a guy who just wishes they would get his name right and know who they're talking about when they say Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I would argue the defense has been the most impressive part of this team because the offense at times has been stagnant. You look at the, uh, the opportunity against the Saints. They could have put them away much differently. They get the big touchdown at the end. But Josh Allen has quietly kind of moved up the defensive player of the year uh, uh, rankings and everybody is so young on that defense but they play with a ton of inspiring football for their teammates and that's the biggest part in this their ability they went to Pittsburgh where no one gave them a chance and they dominated okay this football team is good whatever London does to the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the water they went there a year ago mm-hmm. come back Wow. This year, again, they were struggling a little bit. Losses to Houston and Kansas City at home. And instead, they go out to London and come back and haven't lost since. So I like the Jags in this game. I am with you, Kyle. I have no idea why the 49ers are favored. This is, this is one of those fishy, fishy lines they talk about. Yeah, can I make a public service announcement, too? Uh, when we talk about Josh Allen of the Jaguars, you don't have to reference that he has the same name as the Bills quarterback. You don't have to make a joke about it. We've done it for years. He is his own man. He is his own player. You can't even Google the guy. You Google him, a million things come up about the Bills quarterback and the Bills quarterback background and the Bills quarterback girlfriend. I want to know about the seventh overall pick in 2019. It's mm-hmm. fine. I know. I don't care if his middle name is Mahomes. I don't care. It's Josh Allen of the Jaguars, seventh overall pick. He's probably played better than the other Josh Allen this year. Yes. He's on a better team right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't care that he has the same name. It was cute when he was drafted. Stop joking about that. It's over. And they He's beat his him. own man. And, and they, they beat him. Josh Allen of the Jaguars. He's playing for some money, too. So if you remember, he's a fourth-year guy. Um, a fifth-year guy, excuse me. They picked up his option last year. The Jaguars did. Josh Allen opted to not participate in the Jags' OTAs in the spring. And it was tried to be made out to be a story. He told us when we were in London, he was like, I just needed to have my alone time in Arizona, train his behind off, yep. and come back. And he has completely changed his body. He's doing things totally differently. And you're seeing it on the mm. field as well. And then the media eventually in Jacksonville started to come out and say, this is a non-story. We don't have to buy into this. So he's a totally different person, and the Jaguars are better for it. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Offense, we moved the ball, we controlled the way we're supposed to, except for a couple of things. Protect the football. Protect the football. Those things give you the opportunity to win games. Continue to work hard, guys. And again, remember the mindset. Keep the mindset where it needs to be. That's about the focus is doing the little details to win football games, right? And if anybody knows, it's that man. He is uh, our next guest on the show, a longtime friend of our show, NFL Coach of the Year. He's coached a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl as a player. Welcome back to GMFE, Commander's Head Coach Ron. Yo, let's go. (laughs) Thank you, guys. How are you all doing? Awesome. We're great. We're great. We're happy to see you. We want to talk about your team. You're sitting four and five. You're sitting one game back from the final NFC wildcard spot right now. Now, you've been in this position before with Washington. The makeup of this team. Tell us the why behind this commander's group can get over the hump and we'll see you playing in mid-January. Well, you know, I think it's a young group of guys that are really growing and developing at the same time as our quarterback. Um, you know, we brought Eric Bieniemy in a year ago. He's installed a new offense, and as we've started to develop and growing it, you start to see the performance um, really tick up for our quarterback and the rest of the offense. And I think as we come together as a team and play complementary football, we give ourselves the chance to win games. You know, we, we won one Sunday. We, we did the things that we needed to do as an offense, a defense, and special teams, and that gave us a chance to win. Coach uh, Ryan here, you uh, uh, you made the decision to, to start Sam Howell uh, before the year started. You saw enough from him a year ago. What's the development been like through week nine for him as a leader of this team and how he's performed? 
You know, Ryan, I think it started slowly, obviously, you know, just trying to getting his feet under him um, and the rest of the offense for that matter. And so as things have gone, you've seen the growth. You've seen the progression of his development. You see him get better and better. Every time he gets on the football field, he's getting better and better as a player, which is helping the rest of the offense as well. Because, again, you know, when, when everybody's on the same page, everybody's doing the things that they're capable of, you see the explosiveness, you see the potential and the growth. And that's the biggest thing that we're really excited about is that you see him continue to grow every time he gets on that field. How important has Eric Bieniemy's influence been as the offensive coordinator, you know, getting finally a, his chance to do an offense all on his own, been to Sam and his development? You know, Ryan, I think the biggest thing is you see Eric growing as well, you know, really being the primary decision maker when it comes to calling the plays on the offense and deciding what we're going to do. I've kind of taken the approach that, you know, he and I talk about a lot of the things, but really he's doing his thing. He's been great in terms of installing installing what he wants as far as what each week's game plan has been and trying to get across the messaging to the players and how we're going to use and how effective we can be doing those things. So it's been a real positive growth for both those guys and for the offensive unit under Eric Bieniemy for us. You know, Ron, you're, you're such a good friend of the show. I, I hate that there is tension between the commanders and Good Morning Football, but there is, and we're going to address it right now. <laughs> well, You've given well, us no, some crap about this before. Go on, yeah. what do you got? Let's get into it. Well, the biggest problem, more so than anything else, is I just don't get it. How, how many angry runs does our guy have to have before you guys realize and recognize his potential and his ability? I mean, the least he could have gotten is at least half a scepter. At least. It's, he gets votes. Listen, here, here's the thing, Ron. You're, you're not wrong. And, in fact, your running back, you're talking about Brian Robinson Jr., came on the show and was beside himself. We even have a clip about it. Like, he wants the thing, and he's mad at us. Listen to this. I don't have no choice but to, to end up with one eventually. Like, eventually you're going to have to give me one. I mean, okay. you know, I, I know how the votes and stuff go. Uh, I, can't, I can't sit up here and vote on myself. I'm pretty sure... You know, if the fans could vote, you know, somebody would, you know, vote for me. But uh, you're going to eventually have to give me one, you know, because I'm going I'm going to continue to run. I'm going to continue to run angry. Well, you know, he's got you that know, thing, thing, coach, thing too, where he's kidding, remember this. but he's not kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but, no, he's not you kidding. But remember this now. Our offensive coordinator, our running back coach, both played in the league. So those guys, hey, there's a little bit of pride there because all three of those guys want it badly. How are we going to solve this, Ron? Because you, you feed the guy, I'll try to get it over the goal line, but we got to fix this thing like as soon as now, this week. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll get his opportunity this week, and from here on out, he's getting opportunities. That's for darn sure. All right. Full all right. scepter. No halves, Sean. No Sounds halves. good. No, I, uh, yeah. we're talking about Ron Rivera, all right? He's full throttle. He doesn't. He never want to half of anything. Saying. He wants the whole kid and caboodle. And check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but you got to win the football game to get the scepter, right? Yeah, it helps. That's a huge component to this. So what better way to win than to win a scepter than to go on the road in Seattle and tote the rock as a former offensive lineman? Two things are portable, right? The great defense and a great run game. So, Coach, I know you're going to you're going to be giving him lots of opportunities. I want to ask you about going into Seattle. I've played there numerous times. It is a nightmare. You can't hear a thing. You can't hear yourself think. So I'm curious, as we as you're heading out to a Friday practice today, you've got you know, short yardage, goal line, red zone, two-minute offense. What are you doing to prepare for that crowd noise that you're going to encompass against Seattle? 
Well, you know, we've been preparing for it all year. And, and really, you know, every time that we practice, we've got the sound going for, for whichever stadium we go into. We know Seattle is very special. Coach Carroll's done a tremendous job there. And, we, you know, we've matched up several times, and they've been heck of a great battles every time we do get on the football field against each other. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting a very good game, ex- ex- expecting an exciting game, and it's a great atmosphere when you go to Seattle. So we're excited, but we, like I said, we've been practicing with the noise going constantly. Um, you know, everything has been about silent communication. So I think our guys are getting used to it. But, you know, nothing really prepares you until you step into that arena there. All right, real quick, for crowd noise at practice, do you play music uh-huh. or do you just play static noise? We play both. We got everything going because, you know, quite honestly, there the atmosphere there is, is can be anything from, from the booze to the cheers to the music that they play as well. So we're trying to simulate it as close as we can. Attention to detail. Damn you right. got to cover yeah, all right. the Damn decibel right. levels and, and the options. Coach, uh, congratulations as an order. The NFL recently announced its nominations for the 2023 Salute to Service Award presented by USAA. You were the 2022 honoree. Uh, please explain the significance of this award to you, what the initiative means you think to the league and your team and everyone in your life. Well, for me personally, you know, my father served in the United States military, and so winning it was really kind of a neat deal because my dad really got a big thrill out of it as well. So that was really a cool honor last year, and I really appreciate USA, um, you know, for honoring me with that. But I will say for us in the Washington, D.C. community, it's a big deal because we're really at the center and the focal point of of the United States military with the Pentagon so close to us and so many of the other military installations. You know, our this year nominee is Chris Bailey. Chris is retired military. He works for the organization, does so much work for us involved with the uh, with the Salute to Service Month. And uh, so we're excited about all the different things that we have planned for the rest of this month going forward. Congratulations to Chris. Uh, Coach, when you speak on stuff like this in terms of league initiatives and whatnot, people really listen. So I'm sure everyone appreciates it. Congratulations on that award last year. We love talking to you. Good luck this weekend. All right. Put your earplugs in. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.